Hey, fellow chasers, just a reminder before we get into the episode, please rate and review the show. Check out thechasepodcast.ca for more content. And most importantly, if you like what you hear, share it with someone else. Just a heads up, if you've got kids within earshot, I'm going to drop an F-bomb at the end of the episode. And there's one hidden somewhere in the middle. So, fair warning. Here we go. There's an expression that the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. The focus of the phrase is usually on the grass, but maybe we're missing the point here. Maybe it's not about the grass at all, nor its relative level of greenness. Maybe what we should be focusing on is the fence, or more specifically, the fact that the fence isn't really there at all. What do you think? Life-changing realization or fortune cookie wisdom? Stick around, let's find out together. You're listening to The Chase. I I wanted to be like on... um Saturday Night Live. I wanted to be in musicals. I wanted to be a writer. I wanted I wanted to do everything. And I'm still like that. Every week I can be like, oh, I think I'd make a really great funeral director. And then the next week I'll be like, oh, I really like plants. I would I would be great in a greenhouse. Then the next week I'll think, oh, I would have should have been a writer. Like I'm like this all the time. That's the voice of Melissa Rodway. I'm not going to mention where we're chatting just yet because it gives away too much of the story. But The audio sounds better than usual, doesn't it? Melissa suffers from grasses greener syndrome, and her affliction has prevented her from committing to any one idea or pathway. Though the exact cause of grasses greener syndrome is unknown, it does appear that this is an acquired condition, not hereditary. Everyone in my family is a teacher for three generations, like principals, teachers. I'm the only one who's not a teacher. My sister, my brother, my aunts, like everybody, parents. While career choices were pretty straightforward for her family members, things weren't so cut and dry for Melissa. She always felt a pull towards the creative side of things, uh, towards performing. But though she was aware of that pull, something prevented her from ever seriously pursuing it. I was with my dad one day and we ran into some teacher of ours and they were like, oh, um, my daughter is going to like musical theater school. And I was like, oh, my God, that sounds amazing. But did I apply? No, I was just like, oh, that's really cool. And then I had a boyfriend once who's like, you should be in radio. Why aren't you doing that? And I was like, that's a great idea. But I didn't do it. Like, I just I don't know if I, I can look back and I have all these moments but I guess I was always afraid. I mean, because in my family too, right? Everyone was a teacher, it was safe. And you didn't know, like, that was like such a different path to go down. And I just, I just didn't do it. I was just like paralyzed, I guess, by the unknown, perhaps. I don't know. Melissa isn't totally sure where that fear came from, but it was real. And even the support of people around her wouldn't be enough to nudge her down a creative path. I just kept denying 
denying, denying, denying all like this, the messages and the voices in my head that were like saying, this is actually who you are. And I would have teachers that would come up to me and be like, you need to go to school for performance. And I was like, isn't that great? You think I'm great. <laughs> and that was it. Like it happened over and over and over again. But the thing about those voices, they don't usually go away for a reason. They keep calling to you. And where did they lead Melissa when she was willing to listen to them? Immediate boarding, please, at gate. Immediate boarding, please, at gate H1. Discover. Experience. Repeat. Discover. Experience. Repeat. You are listening to Fly here on CIUT 89.5 FM. I'm your host, Melissa Rodway. And today- Melissa hosts her own radio show on CIUT. That's a radio station broadcasting from the downtown campus of the University of Toronto. And that's where we're sitting on a frigid winter evening in the Hart House studio where Melissa records her show. Seems like she didn't just start listening to those voices. She may have actually found her own. worked in a lot of industries. I've worked in publishing, I've worked in the hotel industry, I've worked in advertising, I've worked in editing. And I think every time I went into a new industry or a new job, I would be like, I think I was kidding myself, but I'd be like, it's going to work this time. I'm going to feel like this works, even though I knew it wouldn't, but I was like, I'll just do it and it'll be fine. And I would look at all the superficial things like, um, the money's okay. Um, I can, I'm close to wherever in the city. I have time after work to focus on the things that I like to do. Those superficial benefits she found in one job or another, well, they never really resonated with Melissa. Not really. And eventually, over time, that led to a realization that despite the fact that she was successful at these jobs, she simply isn't in the right place. And I'm good at it. Like, I do well in my job. I'm a hard worker. I'm an amazing multitasker. But I know that's not what I'm meant to be doing. None of these things were things I was meant to be doing, but I can do them. That grass keeps looking greener. So Melissa jumps fences. And it doesn't take much to pique her interest in something else. The other day on Instagram, I saw a screenwriter's room where all these people are sitting around and I was like I would have loved that because I can write and and I just think like that creative there's something in it and I think that's part of my problem is that I could never nail it down like I can write I can do a lot of things but I I could never really see myself doing this one thing but it's like when you see what it looks like down the road like in my 40s now when I see this group of people, screenwriters sitting around like bantering over a script or whatever. I was like, I can see, I can see myself doing that. I could have done that. I could have done that. That's a horrible thought to have percolating in your head. Maybe that's the thought we're all trying to avoid here. The could-haves, the should-haves, the might-have-been type thoughts. For Melissa, fear of commitment to one path or the other is a really paralyzing thing. That's not some clever insight from me. She's perfectly aware of that. She has been for a long time. 
I have grasses greener syndrome. Every week I will come up with a new career that I think I should be in. Right. And, and I'm, I don't know, like I'm not, I'm good at a lot of little things or even I was in therapy for a while and I love taking psychology courses. And even my therapist would be like, you would be a great therapist. You should do, I've had several therapists who are like, you should be doing this. I'm like, isn't that great? <laughs> right. But it's almost like you can't focus because you like to do too many things. You're kind of good at a handful of things and you, I can't commit, right? I cannot commit to that one thing. Like I always feel like if I, if I become a writer, then that shuts off everything else. Whereas really, if you pick, if you focus, it opens up all these doors. That realization that focusing on something doesn't mean closing the door to other possible pursuits is really powerful. But there's one other realization she needed. All these years that I was going through different industries, I kept thinking, oh, this industry, this industry, and then I wasn't happy. But now I get it in that your, your day job isn't really going to fill you up. For some people, it does, and they're so lucky, but it's not going to ever be me. So that's why you have to have all these side projects. Like, you have to. For someone like me, I would love to go home and watch Netflix every night and not care. But I do care. Like... I feel like I'm letting myself down if I'm not pushing myself or trying something new or connecting or creating or whatever that looks like for me. What, what my crea creativity is for me may not look like what creativity is for other people, but I have to do it or I'll lose my mind. I went back to university and I had a boyfriend at the time who was in radio and I said oh I wish I had done that and he was like but you can go to I was at U of T he's like there's a radio station there just go volunteer and you'll learn everything you need to know without going to university so I latched onto that idea and I did it so I, I got in right away I became a board tech which I was terrible at then I actually was offered a job at the station so I did that and then um, started doing interviews and then a few years later this I had pitched this show of travel to my manager and he finally was like go for it so it's kind of cool right because I love to travel and I'd always been interested in broadcast so finally two of my passions had come together finally things are coming together for Melissa she's able to commit to one pursuit, and it's a pretty fucking awesome pursuit, her own radio show. I love that it's mine, so no one's like, you know, it's, it's all me, so if I wanna work on it for five hours tonight, I will. If I have no time, I won't, right? So that's really nice. Um, I love, uh, I mean, I'm learning. I mean, it's hard, it's not, it's not an easy gig, it looks, like people make it look really easy. I don't make it look easy because I'm very average, but I I like um, getting better at something. And so like when I listen to my first shows, they're very embarrassing. So you get better and better. So that's really great. Um, I love the people. It's fascinating. So my show is about travel. Hardly any of the people I've ever met in person, a lot of them are on the phone or Skype, but they're all around the country, all around the world. And it's this network of people. It's fascinating. So that's my favorite part, to be honest. It's like the connections. In the middle of that clip, there's a nugget that I think a lot of us can relate to. Did you catch it? When she added a quick self-deprecating qualifier, referring to herself as pretty average. Imposter syndrome is a bitch and a hard thing to cut loose. Melissa has done almost 100 episodes of her show 
and it's good. Yet she still struggles to talk about her craft without having a little imposter syndrome sneaking in. Despite that, Melissa perseveres. She commits. And finally being able to do that has allowed Melissa to see a path forward for her creative endeavors. It's like once you start putting a certain energy into the world that you are committed to, things start happening. And this is probably the first time where I've let that happen. Over time, Melissa has honed her craft, and she feels like she's gotten better along the way. But that doesn't mean she isn't still making mistakes and learning from them. I still have those moments. I had a moment like that three weeks ago where I had like a terrible experience on my show and I was like, I'm not, I shouldn't be doing this. I'm not meant to do this. But I think like one thing I've learned um, from this show is that you have to just like pick up and move on because you can walk away from every interview saying that was a dumb question that I just asked or I missed this total area that they totally delivered to me and I didn't even see it because there's a lot of moving parts right but and you you can agonize agonize for like a night or two but you have to let you have to let it go because you have to also realize that no one else is listening to it the way that you're listening to it so I've learned that and maybe that's through time. I think like I don't know my past if I would have been able to handle that. Melissa still has a nine to five job. That's what pays the bills. Her radio show is still a side hustle, but in a way, that's kind of a blessing. Like I used to be really hard on myself. And then in the beginning, I was staying up till midnight, one o'clock in the morning all the time because I was also new at it too, right? I hadn't really gotten it down to a science. So it's a little bit easier now, but not entirely. But um, you just have to like relax on that. And that's part of the beauty of having a nine to five is that if, you know, my radio show is not paying me, but my nine to five is. So sometimes I think it allows you to enjoy the radio show more because you're not relying on it and you can take the night off and you can decide oh I'd rather go to a movie than edit this interview whereas if you were relying on it to pay your bills you might resent it a little bit. Melissa doesn't have to put pressure on her creative pursuits to pay the bills and that's freeing. She can just focus on letting her passion be a passion and letting her craft grow and evolve without having to find a way to monetize it. That said, don't think Melissa doesn't have plans and ambitions for making her creative pursuit a bigger part of her life. I'm not doing this for the good of my health at all times, right? I mean, I don't know. I think in the beginning you just do it because you want to see if you can do it, and then you start getting a little better, and you get feedback, and people are like, oh, I like it, this is a great show. I would love for something to happen. I don't know what that would look like. I mean, I would like to submit my show to CBC in the summertime. They have, you know, people that like just like me, novice people that have a summer show. I would definitely do that. I've applied to a few like podcasting competitions or whatever, because, yeah, I would love to. But I, you know, it may happen. It may not happen. But or even I feel like I meet so many people that one day there will be the right connection. I don't know what that would look like. Maybe it's a travel company. Maybe it's someone who wants to start something with me. Maybe it's a PR or whatever. I don't know. But I feel like there's enough synergy out there for me that you can't, you can't like commit and work so hard at something for nothing to happen. I, I have to believe that. Like something has to work. It may be 10 years from now. It could be next month. I don't know. 
But I do try to f- be very positive about it. I have my moments, trust me. But I, w- I wouldn't keep doing this if I didn't think there's something down the road that will come of it. I just don't know what that looks like. Melissa may be a little fuzzy on where she's going, but she's relatively clear on what's going to enable her success. It's the people. And I've worked really hard at that, like like making networks and relationships and like, yeah, I've worked re- like that's probably I've worked harder at that than well, maybe not. But it's it's definitely part of it. You have to or else people, you know, people will love you and leave you. Right. But I have a lot of people that are like they're great supporters and they're here all the time and they want to come back. And yeah, I don't know. I just it's about. You can't do anything alone, right? We we're like we are taught to believe that we're in these silos, but like even if you look at you know an actress, they're surrounded by a team of people. And I don't know, I just feel like more and more it's that's what it's about, right? It's about like this shared experience. I've touched on this before, but the people we surround ourselves, they have a profound effect on us, more than we often realize. So now Melissa is surrounding herself with people who share her creative ideologies. They have their own chases. And that network inspires and propels Melissa along her own journey. That's pretty cool. I'm not sure where Melissa goes from here. Neither is she, to be honest. But she's no longer afraid of trying something because it'll close off doors. She may always see greener grass, but the fences are no longer there. She's free to try any pursuit and see where it leads her. After years of being in suspension, of indecision, that realization has allowed her to succeed in her chase. So go to whatever grass you want and tear down the fucking fences. Hold up. 